Late nights with Travis with Trav- and Lowe's. With Travis and Lowe's. Late nights with Travis and Lowe's. Welcome everybody to a special edition of Late Nights with Trav and Los. Especially because it's not an actual late night with Trav and Los. This is a late night with Trav and his wife Jaina. Say hello, Jaina. Hey. You look um. <laughs> you look stunning. You wanna make out? Yeah. <laughs> People can just listen to us make out for like a half an hour. <laughs> That's- <laughs> Doesn't always sound like this. <laughs> That's what I sound like. <laughs> You're eating something. I'm usually I making like out. I'm with eating the... grapes when I'm making out. I... <laughs> <laughs> the green ones. Um, so let, let's talk a little bit about who you are and okay. how long we've known each other and like what's what's our deal um, and why is Carlos not here? Why is Carlos not here? Carlos is not here because last minute he told me he was going on vacation um, and I didn't even realize he's like because I, I actually scheduled a guest to come all the way from uh, mid, like the center of the California to travel, like four hour travel. Yeah. And he was like, okay, I'm gonna do it. And I told Carlos, Carlos, we booked this awesome guest. And he goes, oh, I'm not even gonna be there. <laughs> and so we moved the guest, but uh, we needed something for this week. And, uh, you know, and we've always talked about having the wives on the mm-hmm. show because a lot of what we do is, is um, because of you guys, you know. And, and so this is a great opportunity to have have the most wonderful Jaina on the show. So, uh, so I have a question. Yeah. How how many times do I have to be on this show um, before you shorten my name? To what? Like to Trav J. and Jay. I was thinking about doing that like when I was writing this. I was like, uh-huh. oh, it could be Trav and Jay, and I was like, Jay Jay could be a a man. I'm okay with that. <laughs> 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 um, okay, so tell me a little bit about yourself. Yeah. How long have I known you? 11 years. 11 years? Yeah. We've been married for 10 of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we got married pretty fast. <laughs> yeah. And it's been pretty awesome. I'm glad I got married to you. Same. You're my favorite. So I guess I guess if we want to sum up who Jaina is and, and what her relationship is to me personally, I'm her number one fan. Like, if you think that Trav and Los get along well together, like, I've never had sex with Los. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't have a beard yet. Not yet. I'm We're, working on it. You need it. to get Maybe older. Maybe in my 60s. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you get old, you'll have a nice yeah. grandma beard. Yeah, there you go. But um, but I'm a, I'm the biggest fan of Jaina. She she is, uh, I'm just so excited to have her on the podcast. She's like the funniest person already. You can tell from her jokes. She's, she's really smart. Mm-hmm. But she's also the side of me that is full of compassion and, and, and love. Uh, she taught me how to emulate those things but really she's the source of if I care about anybody it's because she taught me how to um, so what I wanted to talk about tonight actually kind of stems from that and um, you know you and I we, we have a family here we have two beautiful children and I'm just like I'm just like laying it on thick for the podcast we have like beautiful children now they're kind of ugly Our life is so they're, perfect <laughs> no uh, no, it's not, but, not all, we, but it's we have fun. these kids and we try our best to make sure that they have a good life yeah. and that they have kind of like the skills that they need to succeed in life. And that's not always easy because sometimes we don't even know what the skills we need to survive in life are. And, uh, and so I have, I have a set of skills here that I want to talk about and maybe mm-hmm. talk about, um, 
the reasons that they're important. And so, so I'm going to be presenting them in the context of business, in okay. the context of creative teams working together, in the context of, um, of, of groups of people uh, do, doing work together. Okay. But what I want you to do is to take these principles and translate them into our family. Sure, yeah. Because this is not only a good opportunity for the audience to see how malleable these principles are, that they're just true, good principles, but also this is a great opportunity for you and I to, to discuss our family and, and mm-hmm. talk about how we can make some improvements and, um, and you know, help our children even more if we can. Nice. Okay, so the story starts with this. I, I didn't know what to talk about all day, and I'm like, oh, the Jane is. It's, it's got to be a really special one. She's. She, it's got to give her opportunity to do jokes and stuff because she's so funny, <laughs> and she's got some. She's got some material that she's been working on. <laughs> I was uh, thinking about drinking some olive oil before, you know, like smoothing my voice up a little. Does bit. that even? I didn't know I that was a know, thing. I don't know, but I thought it would be like. I like. How do I make my voice sound really? Smooth and silky. Did you know that that it's like a trend for younger women to have vocal fry? What? What is that? Vocal fry is when they go, oh my gosh, I just got some fry. Uh, Like Britney Spears. Oh, baby, baby. I'll work on that. There was a whole podcast on This American Life about vocal fry. But you so you want the, oh, so you, you want, want olive smooth. oil you, you know you want to you want to sound like you just smoked a cigar and drank okay. some bourbon. Well, I yeah maybe I can. <laughs> do we have breaks? I can go do that. <laughs> go smoke cigars and drink bourbon. <laughs> um, okay, so I was in the bathroom today uh, at the urinal and and at, at the, <laughs> yeah at the office they have like papers on the wall right where you're peeing uh-huh. so you can read while you pee and it's usually well, it's motivational it's pretty motivational but it's usually or like it like wash your hands no no it's like engineering like how to do a test for your your compile your code and stuff like that really? it's really funny and i'm not an engineer so it's like kind of over my head most all the time <laughs> but this one i i looked at and it's called learning on the loo they have a title page or not That's title but like the header adorable. Of the, yeah it's cute and it's got yeah. like a person sitting on a toilet like, <laughs> like reading <laughs> so learning on the loo and uh and remember this, when we put like numbers one to a hundred in front of parker's toilet uh-huh she would just sit on the, it, yeah she would sit on the toilet and pee and count like that is valuable time it's you can you can really express yourself yeah. <laughs> not express yourself you can learn a lot you can gain a lot of knowledge and wisdom how on many the times toilet. are you on the toilet a day well this is me so it's it's a little special for me uh yeah. but i mean it depends on how much water i'm drinking if i'm drinking as much water as i should be i it's actually disruptive to my day Mm. how often I pee so I try not to drink as much water as I should it's healthy though I don't think it's healthy I think it's disruptive I mean which in itself is not a healthy thing it's not healthy to be disruptive creatively anyway we don't need to discuss the (laughs) we don't need to talk about pee being clear yeah we don't talk about we don't talk about what I read today so okay so there's this um section of uh google and they they call themselves the file app and they're they're inside of um they like the uh, what is it called like the human resources mm-hmm. um, their job is like to do applied research and development within the people people operations is what they call it at Google and they had this they had this thing on the wall learning on the loo and it's about feeling safe in your environment 
and how important that is for creativity and for teamwork and for being actually effective in your work, whether it's uh, you know business uh, creativity or or in our case families, right? Mm-hmm. Be feeling that feeling of safety is so important to really to to be able to get anything done effectively. They say that psychological safety is the biggest differentiator between highly effective and less effective teams. Psychological safety is a general term uh, for team members' willingness to take interpersonal risk as they work together. So why do you think risk is such a big, important um, factor in success? Well, I feel like, you know, if you're talking about safety within a team or at the workplace, you, in order to share an idea that maybe if you were like not feeling safe enough to share that, mm-hmm. um, when you every time you share something or or create something, you're taking that risk that someone is gonna not like it. Mm-hmm. And I think when that relates to risk and being successful, is that you have to take risk to be successful because if you're too afraid to um, create or share something because someone's not going to like it then you're never going to you're just going to be playing it safe you would keep those time. like those exciting bits of like wisdom or or uh, like an, a, a good idea to yourself because you're afraid somebody would shoot it down yeah, or hurt yeah, you you're just going like, to damage do, you personally do whatever you're told you know right yeah you won't try to um, contribute Right. I like that. So members of psychologically safe teams are more likely to feel included and accepted and respected and are able to um, feel safe and to take those risks and to even admit mistakes and show vulnerability. And so this is, these are, I mean, these are group dynamics in general, not just mm-hmm. like working creative teams, but this is like homework, uh, homework, <laughs> Parker, uh, our daughter needed to get her homework done tonight. She was up late. Um, but at home and... Uh, in, in, in groups of friends, you know, like you want right. to feel included and in order to make that funny joke that you think somebody will laugh at, you need to feel safe, like, you know, right. in case you bomb, right? Oh, yeah. So, um, so that's why we want to talk about psychological safety and talk about, you know, not only how it can apply to creative, uh, creative tasks like what this podcast is normally about but like how we can apply in our in our home and make our children i think i think it's really important that our children feel safe so that they can express themselves creatively so they can express themselves and and take risks and learn like that so um do you have any uh do you have any insights so far about safety did you feel safe growing up do you have any insights about this kind of concept it's interesting um so our daughter right now we're trying to teach her like how to become a little bit more of a rule follower a rule she, follower she's a smart girl but she has a little bit of a hard time she she's very creative <laughs> i have the hardest time with yeah. this actually because because i um people who are successful don't follow rules right right and i know it's that, that risk thing right that, it, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, there's like there's like all these studies about like um, like industry leaders and and people who um, you know like like I guess the canonical example is Steve Jobs right like yeah w- was he was he a rule follower not at all and I'm not saying I, I want my children to be Steve Jobs <laughs> I you know in fact I'm pretty sure I'd be unhappy if my children were Steve Jobs because he was kind of a a jerk yeah um, famously but but 
on the other hand, he... Those turtlenecks, though. Those turtlenecks, though. <laughs> <laughs> those blue jeans, though. Um, he, but he impacted the world, though. Right. In, and Still. In some negative, but, but mostly positive ways. In my personal life, he you know, offered me a career, literally, this guy. Yeah. And uh, and so there's there's a lot to be said about people who are able to, um, you know, look at rules and decide, is this is this an actual barrier or is it just a self-imposed or, or a, 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 soci- a societal uh, barrier, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so she's testing those out for sure. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm growing up in my own, I was a rule follower. I was like more of the pleaser, teacher, pet, teacher's pet kind of person. I still kind mm-hmm. of am in that sense. Like, mm-hmm. I really like to please people. <laughs> you really um, like to please people? Yeah. Yeah. And so growing up, I actually, my mom was a very, like, laissez-faire type of parent. Like, no rules. Her mm-hmm. parents were really strict, so she was, like, more along the lines of, like, Make your own choices and so she kind of in her parenting she kind of rebelled against a strict parenting styles, which you know for for a lot of people it would be yay we have no rules but for me it's like I actually felt lost and I didn't feel safe ever so so I feel like there's rules in place sometimes to keep us safe to make us feel safe some rules are there to make you actually feel safe right so that's interesting how did not having any rules and one might say having total freedom how would that make you feel unsafe i don't know i just kind of felt like unprotected or like you're on your own i don't know it's hard to explain like the world could change at any moment and you yeah, have no I had control. Like a lot of anxieties about it like i would stay up late at night thinking about scary stuff all the time what? or is that just a normal thing like for boogeyman's kids? or like no like like go turn on the knobs and make sure they're off and and like maybe I'm oops I don't know you don't do that now no 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 it was when I was a kid like I would just watch something on unsolved mysteries and like freak out at night all the time that show is pretty freaky (laughs) (laughs) like that's deliberately a freaky show uh interesting well okay so so we've kind of concluded that safety can not only uh, lead you to have a more uh, creative and fulfilled life and, and they let you take risks but can actually le- lead to less anxiety and, yeah, and I, uh, maybe a little bit more mental health I feel like it has to be a good balance of you know rules versus is that what you're talking about? yeah like there should be rules that, like that there's limits and there's rules to keep us safe mm-hmm. but at the same time like we can't be limited by them yeah um, and I feel like I, trying to teach our kids that, like, yeah, it's okay to um, be creative, and there's times and places for it, but also there's rules to keep you safe, yeah. to keep you respectful and responsible. For for me, number one, I want to make sure our kids are physically safe. Like, yeah. if, if we say don't run in the street and they run in the street, that's like a rule that will that will physically harm them or even right. kill them. And so, that for me, there's n- no ground that I will give yeah. on, on those kind of rules or, or those kind of commands. Totally. I will be an authoritarian until I die on, the, on those kind of things. But there are rules that I think that 
it's okay that they test and that I kind of want them to mm-hmm. um, just so that they can discover that breaking the rules can lead to surprising outcomes. Um, but here, but here's the thing that I, I want more than anything. Uh, I want the expectation of communication to be very high. Mm-hmm. Uh, how I'm trying to say, hmm, what I'm trying to say is like, I don't care if they break the rules. I don't care if they even reject my expectations or choose something that I completely disagree with. Like everything that I believe in, they dash it to pieces. I don't really care. I mean, I do. It would hurt, right? Mm-hmm. But what I would, what would be the worst for me, is if they severed communication with us. Right. Right. Yeah. So um, our kids are, you know, they're like five and three, but we're gonna get into teenage years and then adolescence and then like you know post teens and twenties, thirties. And and what if they cut us off? You know, like what if they said, I don't like, I don't like my dad. I don't you know want to be around him and he's suffocating me or whatever it is that would be worse than her saying like you know dad i married a biker you know and he's a a a crack dealer or whatever that would hurt that would hurt a lot but at least she could talk to me about her crack dealing husband that's what i really want you know what i mean yeah and uh for her to feel safe to always communicate Yes, safe. The truth. All right, so we're going to talk about um, the thing I learned about learning on the loo. I learned this while I was <laughs> taking, like a, taking a pee. Um, the uh, six things here that we can do to foster psychological safety. Mm-hmm. All right, so the first one is inclusion. Um, Wait, I have a thought. Yeah, let me hear it. Um, and maybe this is like for something later that you have here. But I was just thinking about when you were talking about how we're like, right now and the age that our children are and before like we are just trying to keep them alive Mm -hmm. and safety to them is like a big deal and physical safety yeah so like for them we're like don't go on the street don't do this you know like just things that like we don't just don't die please please (laughs) Please don't die please don't die um and it's like that for a while i mean once they start to get the hang of it but I mean it's like that for quite a while and then when they're teenagers at least when we were teenagers like you have a little bit more independence and I'm sure your parents are still like please don't die but mm-hmm. I feel like in those years like I don't know what it is but you're freaking invincible you feel that way you like don't even care about safety yeah like you get in a car my little with- brother jumped off a freeway you yes. remember that Yes. He was holding in like a, a <laughs> like rope, a, rope. a nylon rope. <laughs> Burned his he, he down in the his, bones. Gosh. <laughs> yeah, you, you feel invincible, but you're also very stupid. Yeah. What's the point of this? No, I'm just thinking like, so you you go through that phase. Uh-huh. It kind of goes into your 20s where you feel like safety's not on your mind as much. You, yeah, about Once you become a responsible adult and you're... Like, you know, those type, like, getting your own place and think, like, you come, it comes back a little bit. Yeah. But then you have kids, and then it's like you're right back in that, like, just thinking about it all the time. Thinking about safety. Yeah. About. See, I never thought about safety when I was a kid. You did, though, because you had younger siblings to kind of 
be in charge of. Right. Yeah. I had younger siblings, but they were just as crazy as I was. <laughs> like, it was, we were all, like, like a, I don't know. Um, so anyway, so the first... Uh, Sorry, was that a tangent or no? No, that was good. Okay, okay. That was good. Okay. Um, you're, you're good at podcasting, honey. Yay! <laughs> um, okay, so the first uh, principle I was going to talk about is, is about inclusion. Um, okay. So each team member in... Uh, you know, of course, I'm talking about team members, but there's like family members or group members or friends or, mm-hmm. or even like the person that you kind of like don't really know, but you know that they're having struggles or, or you know, socially they're, they're kind of um, introverted. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can in, invite them to social activities, uh, you know, like a lunch or like a game of chess, ping pong, whatever, um, especially when, you know, that person is not normally on the in crowd, you mm-hmm. know, um, it, it really does help them to, I mean, all that anxiety you were talking about early on, not knowing, do I fit in or where's my next, you know, interaction coming from? Mm-hmm. It can really calm that stuff down. And, and then in meetings, um, to make sure them, you know, they they feel con- included. This that could be a conversation with friends, or it could be in, in a presentation meeting and at, at work, uh, or whatever. You know, so so. What are your thoughts on inclusion? Like, how can that change someone? Uh, that was actually one thing that my family was always really good at. Was they they just included everyone, or like you know, we go do something as a family, like you can invite a friend or just everyone was always welcome or invited yeah and, um, I always felt inf- included with your family good your, your, your family is very um, friendly yeah yeah so I feel like um, I was that way in throughout school mm-hmm. and I I would reach out I don't think I ever really had like a social clique it was just kind of wherever and I think the advantage of that is you can foster really meaningful relationships with people that you normally maybe wouldn't have if you were like looking at like a very like superficial or like surface level of like trying to find someone who dresses like you or yeah like enjoys the same hobbies like to go to go and reach out to someone who I mean some of my best friends in my life have been like you know bunny Bunny? Like 70 years old. 70 year old. Yeah, and she was great. And, you know, just, just finding friends in, in places you wouldn't, or, you know, mm-hmm. adult, It really changes, <laughs> well, it changes how they experience life, right? Yeah. So, so, for example, the lady you talked about, Bunny, uh, dear listener, this is like a 70 year old lady whose husband had passed. She kind of didn't do much other than her um, experiences with working with you, right? Mm-hmm. So, how, how much did you, your acceptance of her mean to her? And how much did it help her to continue to live like a meaningful life? You know? In well, her case, it's pretty extreme, actually. For me, too, like, having a relationship with someone who's lived twice as long as me, that's very meaningful to me as well. You mm-hmm. know, like, she had insights and yeah. things that, you know, yeah. that I haven't been or lived through yet and benefited you so her yeah. contributions was, because you included her was a two-sided relationship were totally yeah, yeah great that's fantastic okay the second one is actually leading on from that and someone thing you're very good at it's about acceptance so accepting other people for who they are even even if there's things that you don't like about them i think there's 
something I like about everybody. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I feel like there's, there, I could, I think you can find the good in people if you really try. Yeah? Yeah. I like that about you. What do you like about me? Uh, your face. Nice. What do you like about Los? He has a good face, the, too. He's not here right now. He's got a good face? <laughs> Our faces meet in the middle. You know what? No, um... Talking with our logo. Our logo. He's Tan Travis. Our beards. Um, <laughs> He's Tan Travis. <laughs> yeah, now that he shaved his head, I'm like, oh, Tan Travis. <laughs> but knowing Los, like, um, him and I are climbing buddies, so, and, you know, just buddies throughout yeah you know he's, like, a, we've he's known not only a good while. podcast co-host he's a good family friend he's a good friend and i am talking with him how he was in high school he's a very accepting person too mm-hmm. i feel like he can get along with anybody yeah he comes from a big family yeah a big latina latino uh family yeah yeah so um a part of like being able to accept people is just to keep in mind that Really, that they are people, not just the avatars that you kind of see walking around. Not they're not Sims. They're not Sims. You know what I mean? Like, like you you see a guy on the street and you're like, okay, bald head, beard, whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or Get out of my way. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't tall, know. Uh, tall and skinny, short and round. Oh, okay, you know, okay. like you, you see these people and and you immediately put them into a box. And they're just really, until you know them interpersonally, they're just avatars of what you think about them, who they should be, right? Yeah. This is like how you, I mean, it, it's, it's necessary for us to catalog people so we can understand them quickly. It's like a survival thing. But, um, but if we can just kind of get past that and keep in mind that, that they are people and not just people you know, who are impacting our life for a moment or just, you know, if we work with them, just instruments for us to get our job done, you know, like, can you approve this thing while I over here or can you get that to me by Thursday, you know, whatever it is. But like, even in mind that this person has hopes and dreams of their own and that they have goals, they have, they go home at night. What do they do at night? They have a life, they have family or they, or they don't, you know, know, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. they, they have a purpose other than you. Other than walking past you at that <laughs> moment. Or even, like, being needed by you, right? Like, right. oh, can you iron this shirt? Or can you, like, I don't know, whatever. Like, and I'm thinking of our kids, right? Like, yeah. they, I, when I, like, my experience with them, like, if they're up, if they're awake when I leave, I'll give them a kiss on the head and I'll leave when I come home. I'm feeding them, I'm getting them bathed and ready for bed. And I have to keep in mind that they have... You know, they have a life outside of the five hours that I see them every day or, or mm-hmm. less. And and inside of that other part of their life, they have experiences. They get happy and sad and, and they, you know, like they have hopes and dreams and, and uh, they make friends that I've never even met before and things like that. Yeah. Um, and so understanding that, just the fact that everybody is a three or four dimensional person, you know, it's much easier to accept them for all of their faults and being able to accept everybody for their humanity, for all their faults and for all their good things too. Um, you're able to, uh, to increase the psychological safety that's in the group. Hmm. Right? Interesting. Yeah. You got to accept me. <laughs> you got to accept me for what I am. <laughs> And that, I mean, that, and that comes for I mean, down to me and you too. Like we've been married for ten years, yeah. And there are things about you that bug the crap out of me. 
right? And the things about right. me that bug the crap out of you. But the but the point is that I wholeheartedly accept you for who you are. Yeah, and it took a while. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we had to go through in the first two years of our marriage where we were like us dealing with that like why just, are you like this why yeah why just, are you not like me why do you not think <laughs> the way i do and yeah why do you do these things that you were like programmed to do your whole life and, and it took i mean can we be like completely honest here and just yeah. talk about it yeah yeah, yeah we, go ahead we, get, um, get crazy girl <laughs> get raw well we went no we went through counseling and yeah we did and that was probably like one of the best i mean we're on like a psychological whatever safety yeah safety stuff and that was like that safe place where we can like just talk about it and like mm-hmm. I don't know why it made it so much more safe to have this person sitting like stranger sitting in front of you and being like let's talk it out no that's interesting because um, uh, you know being able to express yourself is a big part of feeling safe right and if if you're in an argument you know with with I'm in an argument with you or if I'm in an argument with a coworker or my boss, you're, you're not usually like trying to find a solution. Yeah. The mode of an argument, like in the, in the emotional sense is to not try to find a solution is to destroy the other person. Like that's really what it's about. A a real argument though, like in in like the, you know, the Cambridge kind of style is to say like, let's find the truth. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, that's always productive. But, but when you're, um, when you're just, running emotionally and, and and like you're hurt and you're saying like why is this person hurting me how can they even stop or can I should I hurt them back you know whatever it is um, and then in, in the case that we went through like why are you acting so differently than I expected my expectations right. were here and you are a completely you know uh, was an, a, a, you're an individual right you yeah. have your own idea of what you should be doing you know right. and things like that and which is interesting because yeah, when I, we were able to sit down with a third party <laughs> and they were able to say, stop talking, just start listening, yeah. then we're able to make some progress. So the third point yeah. actually here in creating psychological safety in a group is to listen. Right. And that's the third point. So it was a great, a great insight from you. Um, well, don't yeah. simply sorry I was going to finish this sentence oh don't, sorry I'm not listening simply, <laughs> well, which I was going to say is don't simply wait for the end of their sentence to speak www.com yeah so psychological safety uh, being able to listen and to feel listened to it, it makes you feel safe and did you know a big thing about that is eye contact explain more explain more um so that's one thing that we're kind of working on with parker but um when you look someone in the eyes when they're talking to you Mm -hmm. they know that you're listening to you it's just like a a nonverbal communication type right so if you're speaking to a child you say look me in the eye yes look me in the eyes while i'm talking to you right uh-huh. And if they're talking to you, like not just like a disciplinary situation. No, like, no. We're like if they're just yeah. telling you a story, be like, look at me in the eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me the story. Because not only, okay, so that's related to confidence as well. Because if you think about a confident person, when they tell you a story or when they ask something of you, they look you directly in the eye. Right. If you think of an, uh, a person with suffering confidence, they'll like, look at their shoes, they'll look at their paper, mm-hmm. their, you know, their, their hands are twiddling or whatever. 
and, and, and it, there's, there's, this, there's this correlation between feeling safe and having confidence, right? right. In, in a way, safety is confidence, right? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, and it's hard. Like, I feel like you really have to train yourself to do it. Like, sometimes it's hard to look people in the eye. Yes. Yes. Well, I, there's there's like this weird, if you do it too much, like it's, it's slightly uncomfortable. <laughs> you're like, like looking at me right now. Like <laughs> or like, which Super eye do intense. I look into? Like, which eye? <laughs> I'll just look at your nose because it's right in the middle. <laughs> just look at your forehead. Um, okay, the fourth one is recognize the contribution of others. So how do you think, and, and thinking back to like the love languages, you know, mm-hmm. how does that help our family to recognize each other and their contributions? And uh, yeah. So, so you're really good at this. What? I will say that um, words of affirmation, like, recognizing the work that someone's done or I'm good at recognizing others work I think so yeah and, okay. and not only recognizing it but like acknowledging it and like yeah, I saw I that you did this today thank you so much or you mm-hmm. like you know I, I I recognize things or I'm observant but I don't always like verbalize verbalize that and well, I think you're really good at that because you like it right? yeah that's what I was yeah. <laughs> going to arrive at like, like, I think that it is a big part of the way I communicate is because it's the way I receive communication too yeah whereas you're a gift giver and like you give gifts all the time really you're really good at giving gifts yeah you know so? that yeah giving gifts of service or physical goods or okay. whatever it is but like you're, yeah you're like for example um, just today you told me a story of how uh, our daughter's kindergarten class you looked at a thing that they needed and thought oh I'll bring that and like nobody asked you to okay. do you see what I'm saying like me I would look at that and go huh I guess they're not going to have that <laughs> Like, that's, just, that's just how I would operate. We're just different. I mean, that's, yeah. that's and it's fine. Um, anyway, so recognizing the contributions of others helps. Like, you, you give someone that, that um, affirmation, right. and you give them that recognition, and they, and they feel like they belong in the group. They feel like yeah. they belong in the community or whatever it is. And all of a sudden, they have, you know, oh, this is my place. This is yeah. my home. I feel safe here. I think those are, like, the best managers and bosses are those type of that will recognize your work mm-hmm. and like give you that that praise that you need sometimes you know to know that yeah. you're doing a good job mm-hmm. so have that recognition conversely um i was listening to a podcast today from uh, todd henry on the accidental creative and he was saying that <clears throat> the number one mistake that managers can do is throw a subordinate under the bus because yeah. what they're doing is they're betraying trust Right. And, and that's, that's a, a, one of the fastest roads to breaking down their relationship is by um, betrayal, you know, like a betrayal yeah. of your trust. So, um, like, like, if I blame you for something that is, is, is either a shared fault or my fault entirely, yeah. like, that does nothing but damage the relationship that we have. Right. And so, re- the, like, the other side of recognition is blame, Right. Just like that's um, how you I be just a good feel measure. like that's yeah, like you, in, you at least in my than, experience that I feel yeah. like those who have recognized your worth that you are you know, the, your contributions to the team and they give you that praise or recognition from time to time, you just know you're on track and you feel like you want to give more. Right. If you know, you feel like you're not getting that, you're like, am I even why am I even yeah, here? Yeah, why am I even here? Right, yeah, right. So, so there, there's this notion of um, 
like like there's there's like like there's like so much credit that can be given you know yeah like who who achieved this thing oh it can only be one person but you'll find that when you um start sharing the pie of mm -hmm. credit you know there's like actually more pie to go around yeah as, as you grow it's pretty interesting so that like for me as being what i do all day being a stay-at-home mom um my job doesn't you're like the the boss man that gives me the recognition i you, give you recognition well you know like you just don't you don't have that you know the, the work that i do it's not like life changing or world changing I mean it is in a way like you're raising two humans mm -hmm. to hopefully be like contributing respectful independent adults yeah responsible um but I don't get any recognition from them you know I mean I from do. them not from them but like you know there's there's moments where you know I literally love me and I know that yeah like they appreciate me, but for the most part, no. <laughs> you know, you don't. Yeah, you don't, no, I, I, you don't I get, get it. that recognition. You don't even get that paycheck, so it's like <laughs> the kids should like, pay you. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying, like, if you're not getting recognition in your job, and yeah, at least tough, you're getting, right? you get frustrated. Yeah, you get you like, why am I even doing this? You don't right. even care about all the all the yeah. work that I'm doing. And then it's just becoming at the point of just making a paycheck, right? Right, if if that's your job, but your your job yeah. is is there's no paycheck associated. No paycheck. So like if if you don't have the right relationship with them, with those kids, with the member of your group, your family, yeah, and you like you and me, yeah. coming home and giving me re recognition mm -hmm. is um it's huge for me. Yeah, it's a huge part of my um, feeling successful in what I do. Yeah, we need to we need to feel successful. Yeah. We need to feel like we have a purpose and that we're achieving that purpose. That's, and if we don't, if we feel like we're constantly, constantly, constantly falling short of the goal, right. then we we do lose the the confidence in ourselves, right? Yeah. That, so the confidence equals safety, like we talked about earlier. Yeah. This, this damages our psychological safety overall. Yeah. No one wants to feel like, why am I even doing this? That's not a good feeling. No, <laughs> that's horrible. Yeah. I felt that a number of times. It's not great. Yeah. So um, we talked about giving recognition, but there's mm -hmm. also the other side giving blame. And so w one thing that you can do to increase psychological safety is to show vulnerability and actually admit mistakes mm -hmm. instead of trying to put blame on others. Yes. But to admit yourself, like, hey, I made a mistake. Yeah. Like, I realize now why that happened and let's make a plan or, or this is how I propose that this is not going to happen again. You're really good at that too. Um, and maybe it's because you feel safe at this point in our marriage that yeah. you can do that. Because mm -hmm. um, we were very blaming, blaming in like the first, you know. Yeah, we used to blame each other. Yeah. yeah. Before we accepted each other. I would say, we, yeah. I think it all go, yeah. it kind of all spins around yeah. in like a, a so that circle. Acceptance was like I feel like the pivotal mo movement in our marriage where we were like, all right, we're different people. Like you said, like you're a per you're a person just like me with feelings, and when you're able to like look at your counterpart or mm -hmm. or your team or. Because um, I think of us as a team. Yeah, we're totally we're a, team. a team. We just in make fact, out a lot. We're a team that makes out a lot. <laughs> we, we actually made this joke a while ago, and I thought it was fun, um, that you are, I, I'm the CEO, 
and you're the COO, the, the chief operations officer. Yeah, and You sure. make everything happen here, around here. Like, I, I get home at 6.30, and I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> but you, you, got, you tell me what's happening. All, all, you know, like, like yeah. we, the kids at school went to the karate class and swimming and babysitting and playdates with the friends. All this stuff is going on. I have no idea about it. You're yeah. taking care of all these operations, and then you go, you know, sh- should what car should we buy or something? And I'm like, uh, that one. You know, it's, it's like the, the just I just make a decision. I don't know anything else. Like you make everything happen. Um, and how do we get there? Oh, just talking about uh, teammates and and. Um, yeah, I feel like yeah. we're a good team. It took a while. Yeah. Um, well, I think. I think there. Yeah, like once you start accepting each other, yeah. you're able to also start accepting yourself that's and true. admit yeah. admit when you make mistakes. So that's the vulnerability. I actually think Parker's really good at that too, our daughter. She's okay with yeah. admitting that she made a mistake or mm-hmm. like a sad choice is what we call it, um, which is good. I think it's good to recognize that early on. Like we people make mistakes. We're not perfect. We're going to make mistakes all the time. Yeah. And I feel like us, we're able to admit that to her too. That we're like we're not. Yeah, we perfect. tell her that we're not perfect. Yeah. yeah, and I feel like that makes her safe in being able to admit the times where she's, you know, mm-hmm. needs to work on stuff. So it's actually um, true of, of group dynamics. Um, when one person shows vulnerability and, and actually like admits fault, almost immediately, the other people will start doing the same. Yeah, almost immediately and in fact there's this one <laughs> there's this one episode of Seinfeld you know <laughs> there's an episode where George is um, he he's dating this lady and uh, and she's she keeps writing him telling him like, oh you're doing this wrong you're doing that wrong and, and he, he's having a hard time with it and, like, and they're always arguing and stuff and then one time he 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 puts his head head in his hands and it kind of looks like he's crying uh-huh. and then immediately it tur- it turns the switch on her and she goes oh i'm sorry are you okay like i didn't mean to you know and 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 he like looks up and, and you can see his like brain like <laughs> like 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 the motor is running and like the gears are turning and he goes yeah, I'm okay. And he like starts fake crying, and then like he's hugging her, and like it like the the camera angle is from her back. You can't see her face. She's hugging him, and he and he's got this huge grin, like he figured it out, you know. <laughs> and he's telling Jerry the next day, he's like, "All you have to do to win any argument with any woman is just to cry and admit that you're wrong, and then you win the argument." And and that's so like like the whole dynamic there. It's a it's a comedic a comedic take on it, but the whole dynamic is that. Is that when one person one person starts big breaking themselves down and being vulnerable and being open to to change like that, yeah. immediately the other person starts breaking down their walls too. This just happens. Right. But wait, um, so where is the limit though, or the boundary beyond that? Because I feel like there has to be like a middle ground on that because there's a difference between being vulnerable, but then like being negative and tearing yourself down all the time and then like kind of creating this like negativity where everybody's just talking like bringing themselves down and everybody mm-hmm. else down with them so sure. where is that like right so being vulnerable and admitting mistakes is is completely separate than being a negative person 
right? Yeah. Like so you, you could say bashing you know, yourself. Yeah. Like, like you know. this is a part of me and I accept it. Cause we were talking right. about acceptance is yes. step number two. Like that's all part of it. Like accepting other people and accepting yourself. Like you don't, don't be like, Oh, I'm such a oaf, blah, 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 blah. That's no good. You're going to, you're going to, yeah. So I'm glad that you brought this up. Yeah. Don't label yourself as a, as an, as an incompetent. Right. You don't. Other people will take that label and run. Oh yeah. They, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've found that out a lot because <laughs> I, I have a self a self deprecating humor, right? And it it like always backfires. It definitely invites other people to make, make fun of you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. And and I don't like that. Nobody likes that, right? No. Um, but anyway, so so how can you be positive yet show vulnerability? Is the question? Yeah, like how do you master that? Master that. Uh, well, it's it's it's. I don't have like a example right now, but but the practice is just saying like, like this is me. This is who I am. I accept it, mm-hmm. and this is something I'm working on, and I'll continue to work on it. Okay, so it's the that's the difference is that you're working on this. It's not just something about you, and you're just sad about it all the time, and just it's yeah, like oh this just being a mopey myrtle. no i know what you're talking about like being being around those people who just suck the energy out of the room because they're always complaining or always mad about themselves or something like that well so i think it's like it's hard yeah like you if someone is like that and you're around them and you feel like almost obligated in a way to like join in i don't know join in like be like yeah you do suck it's like mean girls where like all the girls are like standing in front of the mirror and they're like I'm fat. I'm, oh. You know, she's like, I have bad breath. Like, I have bad breath. You know, like, it's just, I don't know. It's like that. Does that make sense or no? It, it does. It does. But I think, so So the difference is being self-deprecating mm-hmm. and self-constructing. Okay. Right? So um, somebody who's being, you know, self-constructing doesn't look in the f- mirror and say, I'm fat. Yeah. If they look in the mirror and they're overweight, they say, oh, look like I have some work to do. Yes. Okay. Right. That's the difference. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Yay. Um, and number six is make room for conflict. This is the one of the most interesting ones. Make room for conflict. Conflict is not a bad thing. And what what good story has no conflict? Right. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. All stories. Even Disney. Even <laughs> <laughs> they've Even, got conflict. Of course they do. Most yeah. of the time, it's the parents are dead. <laughs> That's dark. Yeah, it's true though. Um, so it's, it's okay to disagree with someone. So it's even okay to argue with somebody. Yeah. Having said that, the focus of, of conflict should be on the idea itself and okay. not to target the person who's advocating the idea. So this is going back to safety, right? Yeah. So if Make I, room if for I, conflict yeah. to feel safe. Yeah. If I disagree with you mm-hmm. and I say, you're a big dummy head, <laughs> right? That doesn't make you feel safe. But if I say, I disagree with you for these reasons, uh-huh. I, I, I disagree with your idea, then you can defend your idea. Right. But, if you're, but if I'm attacking you personally, now all of a sudden it's like, I'm not accepting you, you don't feel yeah. safe in the, in the environment, you can't express yourself, all of, the, all of the additions, the value that you would bring to the group, right. to the family, they're gone. That, I think that makes a lot of sense because I feel like you should be able to feel like you can disagree at times with people. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially in like 
you know, where you're at in a creative, like, team mm-hmm. setting, like, people are going to have different ideas, and some of them are going to be good, and some of them are not, and that's okay. And if you feel safe knowing that not everyone's going to agree on the same thing and follow through with that, yeah, um, then you guys will have an easier time bringing more to the table yeah totally and all these things are not like sequential like 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 as soon as you realize that you know you can disagree with someone's idea but yeah but not them as a personality you realize that what you're doing there is increasing your acceptance of somebody you know what i mean like it goes back to acceptance it goes back to um inclusion making Mm -hmm. sure that they feel included it goes back to uh you know the other principles uh, that we talked about today so yeah these these are the principles that um that were that i learned while i was on the toilet (laughs) (laughs) and uh the whole purpose of these is to is to create an environment where people can thrive and give the maximum possible contribution to the to the goal in our case it's it's by building a great home and providing a a, a good foundation for our children to be successful in, in their adulthood yeah. at work it is to create you know good opportunities for people to have great experiences with our products and and all of these things require people to be at their highest level of functioning contribution you know what i mean and it, and if they can't contribute at that highest level then we're not going to have an effective company, right. you know, and we're not going to have an effective family. And so all these things are, it's so important that we, everybody feels safe enough to try new things, to say a silly idea or to make that weird joke or to, you know, or to even like admit that they've done a big mistake and, you know, like, like that we can communicate about it, disagree about it, whatever. And we're not attacking each other personally, but we're discussing the ideas about it. Teamwork. Oh, uh, yeah. I like I like teamwork, the idea. Uh, my son, Eames, uh, your son too, but <laughs> I'm talking to the radio, um, <laughs> the radio people. Uh, our, my son, he, I was like, clean your room, dude. And he goes, I need some teamwork. And I, I, was, I, I loved the idea. And, and, awesome. and, and he didn't say, I need some help or I need you to do it for me. He was like, I need some teamwork, which is like just the greatest way of explaining I want to say that at work when like somebody's like, "Hey, you know, get that document done, or we need these designs." I'm like, "I need some teamwork." <laughs> <laughs> All right. So tonight has been another late night, but this is the yeah. first night late night with Jaina. So thank you so yeah. much for coming on. And I feel like so safe right now. Do you? Yeah. You're maximizing your contribution. Yeah. I hope you guys feel safe too. <laughs> That's I awesome. Feel like, I hope you f- don't feel like someone's going to like karate chop you from behind right now. That would be not safe. Not safe at all. So yeah, don't feel that way, guys. All right, we've got... Uh, Jane, I want to share with you something that Lois and I do. Usually when we close the show, we go to the iTunes and we read comments and reviews that people leave for the show. And we do this not just to toot our own horns because... You know, we love doing tooting our horns, but we do this to celebrate and give thanks to the people who are supporting the show. These are, these are, you know, we talked about acceptance today. Like everybody yeah. has a life. Everybody has a story. Yeah. These are people that took time out of their life and out of their story to thank us and to, to become a part of the conversation. And so we want to. Thanks guys. Yeah. <laughs> I actually want to um, admit something. And admit, I think you know this. Have you written a. No. What? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't listen to your podcast. No, that's fine. It's not no. for you. No, I mean, it's not even about that. What? Like, I've tried. You've tried it. I've tried. Like it. 
I love it, but it's like, you know, like, like when you have that, that older friend or the, your grandparent that tells you the same story over. Oh, like, you know all my stories. I know, like, yeah, I'm friends yeah. with you and those. So, like, I feel like I'm, like, here, you know, so, like, you'll, you'll nod and smile through it. You feel like I'm it. your grandma? <laughs> no, no, I just, like, you, so that we have this, that, that open communication, and I yeah. feel like we don't just communicate, like, yeah, I mean, everything that you say on there, like, I feel like we communicate. You're like, oh, I've already heard it. Well, just, you know, no, I know no, your I, thoughts. I get so, it, I get it, yeah. You know, instead of, like, um having to sit and smile and nod through it and like listen to it again and I get to just turn around and walk away no I, I totally I to- <laughs> <laughs> so I really appreciate the people who do listen to it because I know um, that you guys are awesome okay because just hanging out with you I'm sure that's just how it is on the show yeah we try to make it yeah. hanging out with, with yeah well, that's what I was like oh like I'll be like a fly on the wall and I can like listen to them hanging out I'm like I'm like this is how it normally is, is. <laughs> so. Um, okay, so this review comes from Darren Happy Face, and it's called "Prepare oh, Your Ear Holes." <laughs> it's called "Prepare Your Ear Holes," everybody. No, <laughs> no, no. Prepare your ear holes, people. Uh, okay, and the comment says, "Seriously though, I came here hoping to immerse myself in a podcast about design from two designers, but instead they walk through those little ear holes of mine, <laughs> slapping the wait what? Wait, this sounds like like an acid <laughs> trip, or maybe a dream." <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but instead they uh, this is this is what happens every time I try to read these <laughs> reviews I laugh and stuff and Lois ends up reading them and like we edit it all out but Lois usually reads because I suck at this stuff I read it like 50 times okay um Stopping let's about, say instead <laughs> instead they walk through those little ear holes of mine slapping <laughs> that old daddy wisdom across the place shaking up the reality that I thought I knew was the creative process <laughs> oh that's capitalized old daddy wisdom yeah creative process is capitalized I practically binged on 50 of these episodes in a nice. period of three weeks and, com- and can profoundly say that these two keep you laughing and entertained through their whole process. If you want to feel like you're sitting next to two of the best creative minds working through a creative thought, sit down, buckle up, Jane. You're about to get twerted. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> twerted? What is twerted? Uh, no, seriously. Give it a listen. That's the end of the hero. <laughs> I really want to know what twerted is. Can, so we, can we Google five that? Five stars. No, it's not. You can't Google it. Twerted is a Travis Lowe's thing. So you oh, think you know, Jane? Dang, you I think am, you know uh, what it's all about. I've heard this story. You never heard twerted before. Twerted, no. twerted is. <laughs> it's like wait, can I guess? Yeah, guess what twerted is? It's like, like like a tweet. Hmm. But. <laughs> okay, a tweet while you're like tweeting while you're twerking. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. But upside down while twerk <laughs> on your laptop. Upside down monkey twerk. Um, it was a. Uh, it was just I was Los and I were doing a podcast and I was actually on my phone walking under these power lines and there were these birds like chirping really loud and and I just misspoke and I said that they were twerting. <laughs> <laughs> like twerp, like twerp, tweeting. It was just like this. They came out twerting. That's cute. Yeah. All right, we got one more. Becoming a better human by Wingsfan seventy five stars. Ooh, five stars. I first started Wingsfan. Wings. 
What fan. What sport is that? I, I think it's a. Or is it like Detroit. Buffalo Wild Wings? But he just really likes barbecue. Loves barbecue wings. <laughs> so many options. <laughs> you want spicy, ginger. You want ranch with that? <laughs> I can't. <laughs> what kind of wings? Okay. Um, okay. I. Bonus for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I um I first started <clears throat> okay this is in January 30 so this is a few days ago because it's, it's February 2nd today or 3rd I first started listening to this podcast to learn more about development however I learned so much more I learned how to be more productive how to be a better communicator and how to interact with others this is only the start of the list Trav and Lois talk about so many different subjects that I wait with anticipation for each new episode I find them very entertaining and the way that they present subjects makes you feel like you are part of the discussion Aww. I did a good job of reading that one do you know how I can tell because I'm going to edit it <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so that's, yeah, that's it, guys. Thank you so much, everybody, for uh, leaving those reviews. It's not easy. You have to, like, log in and blah, blah, blah. But we super appreciate it. And uh, and when we are able to, we read them on, on the air. And thank you, Jaina, so yeah, much for showing up course, for this episode. Of course, up to the couch. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, it's so much easier. Like, usually I drive <laughs> over to Carlos's house in the middle of the night do a late night there you know did you know last episode we did was at three in the morning i do yeah yeah that's you didn't know until i told you that you're like did you leave not late nights anymore that's like early that's early mornings with travel last that was last episode so uh i know what the next few episodes are going to be and i don't usually know what they are but i do know what they are going to be and And i I will not be listening to them (laughs) (laughs) but i'll give it five stars thank you are you literally just going to say that I'll just leave a comment, comment and be like, say something twirting, about twirting. HRFs, yeah. so many divs. So many divs. <laughs> Designer stuff. Keep on hacking. Oh, wait, that's not Trevor. This is different. This is different. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love you. Okay, um, so everybody tune in next week. We're going to have an awesome guest on the show and uh, it's going to be really, really great. Is that the person that was going to, that? Yeah, was yeah to be we here? just pushed it back oh, one, cool. one episode or one uh, week. His name is Corey. That's all I'm going to tell you guys. Five stars. Okay, love you guys. Not love you guys. Like you, like your faces. Love, love your faces. Yeah, we can love them. I'll, I'll accept, uh, we accept you. I accept your face. We accept you and include you. You hope you feel safe on this podcast. <laughs> Punch you in the shirt. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs>